Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show's Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome program. Caregiver Dave and Sandy. Dave, how are you? What's up? Oh, busy, busy, busy. What's up with you? Nothing much. I'm excited about our guest. We're excited that we have uh, a Icelandic, I mean, Icelandic, Icelandic model, actress and singer, songwriter, Sif. And she's a SAG actor as well. Sif, thanks for coming by. And uh, you're in L.A. right now, aren't you? Yeah, thank you for having me, Neil. Um, Absolutely. Oh, I'm in L.A. too. Where are you? I'm in Rolling Hills. Awesome. You're about 20 minutes from me. Oh, <laughs> that's very close. I'm north on Interstate 5. When If you need some gas, stop by. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's, that's a tongue twister. Ice, Icelandic model. Why is that? It's kind of explain that Iceland thing, how adding that part is a tongue twister. Icelandic? Yeah. Icelandic model. A little bit. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the D's, like the Icelandic and the model. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. I always have to say when you make a thing, but so tell us specifically enough uh, where you grew up again and uh, also how you got involved in kind of everything you're doing. Yeah, okay. So, um, I grew up in between Iceland and Boston, Massachusetts. So um, I have a bit of both, hence I don't really have an accent. And um, I- You mean you travel back and forth between Iceland and Boston? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's quite a travel, it's quite a trip. Yeah, yeah. my uh, parents, my dad was a foreign exchange student in Long Island. Uh -huh. uh, and he came here by himself when he was 12 from Iceland. And then wow. he ended up going to college here and working here and then met my mom and started working up in both places. And he went to Iceland and met her and then now, yeah. yeah. And so- I have, an employee, I have an employee who won a trip to Iceland a couple of years ago. And, you know, we only think that Iceland is like Antarctica, just full of ice. But she said it was the most enjoyable, amazing trip she's ever seen. So it's a beautiful country. Yeah, if you ever get the chance, you should go. Go in the summer. That's what I tell everyone. 23 hours yeah. of flight. And if you eat meat, have a hot dog. They have, yeah. uh, the hot dogs are made out of lamb. And they're so- oh, Really? Well, that's, that's, that makes it a little more healthy, right? Yeah. Hot dogs. yeah. <laughs> does, does summer last more than a month there? I'm curious. <laughs> um, yeah, it's from like June and July are the main- I would okay. say in summer months there and then August it starts to cool down a little bit and then by September it's kind of more of a wintry feeling in there um, <laughs> but I know a lot of people want to see the northern lights there um, that's in the winter though so don't go in the summer if you want to see the northern lights um, so originally from Iceland and then the modeling and everything I got scouted I went to boarding school in New Hampshire uh, Brewster okay. Academy and I got scouted by my best friend's older brother at prom. He's, uh, I think, about 20 years older than her. And he has a mother agency. And so I, I went to Florida to visit them, started doing all that, and started traveling. I did not go to college. I was going to go. And then I deferred a year, decided to keep doing what I was doing and ended up in LA. Um, there, I lived in a household with a bunch of musicians and I've been, I loved music my entire life since I was, since I can remember. And 
seeing them make music, being involved, working in a group setting, it was so inspirational. And I just felt my, I really wanted to chime in, even though I was, you know, just the roommate, I should go to my room. So from that feeling, I just like, why not give it a go? So I started teaching myself how to produce and slowly and slowly writing more and more songs. And I met a producer last summer and we really kicked things off. And that's like my newest project um, in a sense of the creativity and the acting um, has also been, that kind of just happened and came to me. So it's very serendipitous, I guess. So how did modeling prepare you for all this? Starting with modeling, how'd that prepare you for acting and also for singing? Because there's always a preparation and learning a certain skill set that can relate to another skill set. Well, modeling, I think traveling, being on your own at such a young age. I was 17 when I was on my own. And being in front of the camera really helped me to find a different side of myself that I didn't know existed. So I used to be very shy and worried about what people thought about me, very timid. And it really opened up this entire side of myself that I never knew existed. I was one of those straight A students who was like, you know, I was gonna go to business school, I was gonna do this very by the book. And I just realized there was so much more to myself than I even realized. So I think modeling, doing that allowed me to really open myself up and be more open to other opportunities and to try new things. The music um, is just, I think in terms of when you're meeting people and talking, like you know people better based off of modeling because you're meeting so many types, different types of people. So that's also very helpful. And I think in acting, it's very similar to modeling in the way that if you're taking your job seriously in modeling, you are really embodying, feeling what you're doing. You are working with a photographer, you're creating that chemistry. It's, it's a dance. And it's the same thing when you're acting. You're working with other people, you are bouncing off their energy and you're creating a moment or many moments and then it, the picture um, versus uh, a scene. So, yeah. Wow, you know, being a parent of three daughters, I'd love to hear that conversation you guys had when you said, mom, dad, I'm gonna be traveling at 17 years old all by myself. Uh, how did that go down? And, and when, when you answer that, then maybe you can, let me know uh, who were some of the early influences uh, with you in, in the music, you know, the genre, the groups, uh, and maybe some actors. actors. Um, so my parents were not on board at first, reasonably so. Um, <laughs> and they set these markers. Okay, if you do this and this, um, you'll get a chance. So that year deferment was the chance of showing that I'm capable, I'm responsible to do this. I think part of it was growing up, I was always like the responsible one, you know, the, the one who did all her homework, did all her chores, listened. Um, like, good girl. like the goody two shoes type. <laughs> so that was me as a kid and teenager. I yeah. No. Rarely ever fought with them. I was very just in a sense of 
calm and there was no reason to fight but like I, that that's just I think <sighs> what they said they felt comfortable because of you know the years of just how I've been um so you paid your dues being a good girl and they should trust you I mean you're yeah. an adult now but it can go I I it can go either way that you know when yeah. you first start there's a lot of people who are you know it's that's not the when you're first starting girls are vulnerable at that age Freedom, and yeah. it's you know you have to be aware of it as as a young girl you have to be aware that there's a lot of people looking at you and they know that you're vulnerable you're scared you're alone you don't want to make the wrong decision you want to get to like you have a certain goal in mind for where you yeah. want to be. Um, yeah. Why were you different? How did how did you survive that time? Um, I had a lot of friends that were older than me. I think that was really helpful. Um, I go to therapy once a week, which I think <laughs> is really important. Uh, it allows me to kind of not build things up and let them out and destructive ways good for you and i have a very close relationship with my mom so i think she is also part of the reason why i'm you know awesome so good in that way so question about your modeling what accomplishments did you i guess your top accomplishments as a model since in your career you've accomplished I, so I think this was, I've done, so I work with Elle magazine a lot. And wow. for me, I've built a relationship with them over the years. And that relationship is probably one of my top accomplishments because they keep hiring me and I've done a few covers with them. And impressive. to have a cover on L, you've made it, right? In certain ways. In certain ways. Yeah. And I think, you know, to be fair, like last year was very difficult for everyone in our industry. Exactly. No true. No one wants to advertise anything. Um, and also modeling is changing very rapidly as the rest of the world is because your Instagram has a lot to do with everything. So you have a mix of people who are models and then you have people who are on Instagram who are modeling, but they have not been in the industry in that sense. Thank you. They yes. kind of just hop on. So it's a very confusing, even for me as, as an, a model who's been established in the in industry for five years now it's kind of like you need to kind of weave through and clients you hear it all the time they have to weave through all these people now it's um but yeah that's probably my favorite and uh favorite client to have I think yeah I mean anytime you get a cover of magazine how did that feel getting the cover it's It's surreal. I think as a little, like for me, even today, it's just, you, you know, when you're working to get to a point and then you get there and then you're yes. like, oh, I got there. Yes. But then very quickly you have to be like, okay, what's next? What's next? Exactly. Yes. Kind of, 
but to be honest, it's everything that like I've done. I, I'm doing, it's going to sound funny, but I'm proud. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you, like you could PTR your photo, right? On Clubhouse of your old magazine. <laughs> they don't know who you are. <laughs> you go say PTR. Yeah. So you, do you go with your hair? No, I, so as a model, some people, when you, you know, you're, you're dressed up now, I mean, you know, look great, but you'll go walking out sometimes to, to people even, like, how tall are you, by the way? You said you're a model. How tall are you? Five nine. How, how, how tall? Five nine. Five nine. Okay. So what's the average model's height usually? It depends. For runway, they want to be around 5'11 to six feet. Okay. On um, and then for beauty, that doesn't matter what height you are. Um, I know a few girls that are like five, eight, five, seven that are doing really well with beauty. Really? Yeah. Um, and then around like the more of the stuff that I do, I do a mix like beauty and editorial and stuff. So that's around anywhere between five, eight to five, 10 is a good spot. Cause then you fit into all the clothes and they're not too small. Okay. Not you want everything to look like. You want it to be real. You don't want to have to get in the way. Awesome. Okay. So based on that, that experience going into acting, that's gotta be interesting because, you know, I don't know how many actors could say they were on the cover of Elle magazine. So you go in there and, you know, and then some models portray and become great actresses, right. And, or actors, but some others are just placed in one little spot so what is your whole goal for acting you, you seem like you really are a goal-oriented person I don't know how I discovered that but I just it hit me when I heard grades and then talked about it and I said and then I asked you you're very humble but we saw okay L what do you want to accomplish in acting or what have you accomplished and where do you want to go in acting now so I mean, when I'm, for acting, I, I really want to get a, 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 like a major feature film. I think that would be the goal, mm -hmm. the drama, um, mm -hmm. to work alongside actresses and actors that I've seen myself in theaters in, you know, I mean, my dream would be to work with Meryl Streep, but. Um, oh, wow. And, um, no, I, I, I have no plans of making myself small. So I, in a sense, in every way and everything that I'm doing, it's a lot music, acting and modeling, but I, I understand that each needs its own attention. So right now I've spent COVID working on my music and now it's kind of game time. And so in that sense, I'm going to, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, exactly. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Because I mean, I can see you have a look that could work really well in acting. What's your biggest role you've had so far? This is the project coming up that you're doing. Is your biggest. So tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so I play, so the film's called Feral State and it uh, came out today. And I'm playing a character named Lexi and she is, so it's based off of this family in the deep South. So we're 
The film is in central Florida and the script was written based off of the town that we're actually filming in and based off of the community and the people that live there. So Lexi is, has no family in a sense. She's kind of a, a misfit. And the main character, his name is Ronnie Dean Blevins. He plays Mac Monroe. Um, Mac Monroe is an ex-Marine and he deals with, he wants to get rid of, he doesn't like, so there's a lot of drugs happening in the town and he's trying to yeah. kind of eliminate that. But he does it in any way. There's, you know, kind of this right and wrong way. So you, it's morally maybe not correct the way he's doing it. It's thievery, it's bribing, it's, um, you know, this is not the best guy in the world, but he, he has good intentions, that makes sense. And so he takes all these kids and Lexi is one of them and has them work for him. They belong nowhere and so he makes them belong in a, in a way. So they all have a sense of purpose. Um, and Lexi is a very serious character and she has her moments of uh, is I don't want to give up give away too much. Oh, you don't need to. So where is that? So where can we see that now? Where is it's it, available uh, on Apple TV and Amazon Prime. So it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, that's awesome. But by the way, Dave, I didn't tell you, my TV show is now available on Amazon Prime as well. Just wanted to tell you that. So we're pretty excited, we got it approved, yeah. We were on Amazon Fire, and now my TV show is gonna be available on Amazon Prime. So we'll have to put that on, but it's amazing. I definitely wanna check it out. So the Primes always love Amazon Prime. So that's the movie I'm watching next, it's on my list. But I, I'm sure, I'm glad you're, you're kind of tiptoeing to not give away things. That's very, very good. And yeah, so singing, give us update and sing, and then Dave's gonna ask his caregiver question, yeah. Okay, so. Singing, I just released a new song. I'm on, I'm everywhere where you can stream, but it's called French Fries. My music is very new age pop with R&B soul. Um, the influences are, I mean, Alicia Keys is my number one influence. My music isn't like hers, but as a writer, she's my number one influence. Uh, and it's got this cool, vibe to it nice i'm big on drums so that's where my main focus is when it comes to making the music um but french fries is about uh it came from looking at french fries and then thinking i want to write a song about french fries so it's kind of random and when i wrote the song it turned into this serendipitous like relationship song um i'm not in a relationship I have no idea where it came from, but uh, looking back, I realized it's something from my past relationship in a sense of the little things being overplayed, in a, if that makes sense. So you take something small and make it really big, seem in your, yes. in your eyes, it's the best thing in the world when in the end of the day, that's not what's important and that's not what right. kind of the relationship, if that makes sense. So the song, 
is deeply connected to me and all of them always are. I have seven songs out right now, but most of the time when I write them, I don't realize they are deeply connected to me. I call it subconscious writing. So, yeah. Awesome. All right, Dave, ask that caregiver question, please. Well, Sif, um, I used to just be a normal guy in the gas station business, a gasoline expert. And one day my wife had a stroke, uh, had a headache that turned into a stroke, lost her speech, became paralyzed. I've been a caregiver ever since, been about 25 years now. And now I help other caregivers to get through the caregiving experience because, you know, 30% of them actually die before their loved ones do. I, I wrote a book. Uh, it's my life too. I've got a website, caregiverdave.com. And my question to everyone is, you know, is there caregiving in your life? Uh, have you been a caregiver? Do you fear that one day you're going to have to become a caregiver to your parents, your grandparents, et cetera? Um, what's, what's going on in your life as far as caregiving? Have you ever had the experience yet? Do you worry about it? Um, first of all, I want to, that's a really good question. I think that's, uh, I've never been asked that before. Um, <laughs> uh, that's why you're on this show. <laughs> um, and I, I'm not a caregiver right now, but, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. I like taking care of people. Um, I do live alone, but my friends, my family are all very important to me. And in the way that I care give is by making them feel heard and supported. And I think it's a really important part of it is just that someone feels seen. Yes. I think people overlook that a lot. You know, you're doing things for somebody, but every, every human being wants to be seen and heard. And if you don't see them, then how can you not take, like, it's hard to take care of someone that you can't really see. So that's what I try and do. And as if, I'm not afraid if I need to take care of somebody, I think that in that, in its own way, it's a gift that falls into your hands because it's, it's clearly, I, I, I'm kind of a everything happens for a reason type of person. So I would take it as a, you know, time to treasure with somebody that needs it and to have special moments that I wouldn't be having otherwise. That's how I would see it if that were to happen. Excellent. Great, great perspective. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Best place to connect. Again, the movie is available on Amazon Prime and Apple TV. And what's the movie again? Feral State. Okay. And your music's available? On Spotify, Apple, um, Apple TV, no, iTunes, and on Amazon, Google, wherever you get your um, streaming, your music. And Instagram's the best place to connect, right? Yes, it, my Instagram is at it's me sif. So it's I-T-S-M-E-S-I-F. And on Clubhouse, you are okay. at? Sif Saga. All right, awesome. Yes, uh, you have to come into the Holly rooms I, I'm in uh, where there's a lot of pitching movies and different things like that. And I want to connect you to somebody on that. And so we'll definitely have to connect on Clubhouse because there's connectivity. There's, you never know who shows up uh, in these rooms at night on Hollywood type rooms. So, and I'm connecting some other people too out there. Uh, so I'd love to make those connections and we'll stay connected. So I appreciate it, Seth. Thank you so much.
much. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. So, all right, guys. Uh, carry over Dave. Dave, see you later. Seth, guys, have a nice long weekend and enjoy yourself in LA. And thanks again for stopping by. Bye. You too. All right, guys. That was the Caregiver Dave Celebrity segment. <laughs>